0: Um, Yesterday, there was a deportation of uh, Zimbabweans from the United Kingdom. Uh, Originally, it was 50 people that were intended to be deported. But after some legal fight, uh, some court injunctions, some removal directions were deferred, and um, some um, other reasons why they could not be returned to Zimbabwe. There was also a last minute case that went into court Um, around 6 p.m. UK time and around 8.30 it was finished which said that um, um, Zimbabwe, the, the, the charter flight can proceed ahead but people that had been interviewed for travel documents by the Home Office personnel are at risk of persecution if they get to Zimbabwe. So uh, the charter flight was scheduled for 10 o'clock, but um, I think the judge said it can leave uh, after 10.30 to give a chance to anyone who was on board, uh, who was uh, interviewed by the Zimbabwean authorities um, in the UK to, um, I mean, to leave the plane and then to return to the detention center. I think they did that process. Um, Most lawyers, including ourselves, who then tried to get in touch with the people that that had been intended to uh, to, to leave the country, but because um, when they leave the deportation centre, their mobile phones are taken off them, we could not contact them. Um, however, this morning it is confirmed that 14 people uh, have now been uh, deported to Zimbabwe, and uh, as we speak um, about an hour or so they landed um, in in Zimbabwe, um there was a, a some live feeds from uh, robert Mugabe international airport of the detained uh the people who have been deported deported um re- arriving in zimbabwe um i think uh news media houses are reporting online on their arrival and the process at the uh, moment so they are now at uh, the international airport or now or maybe they are now being taken at the place where they will be quarantined because they are going to be quarantined in Harare at a place called Zipam, Z-I-P-A-M. That's where they are going to do their isolation there.
1: So it's, it's 14 people out of 50 were supposed to be deported. So how did it come to that?
0: So it came to that number because people mounted uh, legal challenges. They People submitted uh, judicial reviews application for injunctions, they made new or fresh claims. And um, uh, we also understand that at one of the detention centers, uh, there was an outbreak of COVID and some of the uh, people came into contact with people who were positive so i think those who were in contact with the people were positive we also had to be left behind as our understanding uh, that has to be proven again but it, that has been uh, stated by people who are detained at a particular detention center so i think um it is a shame really that uh it's 14 people we have been deported uh, they wanted uh 50 people we wanted no one to go back to zimbabwe people should really leave the country in their own volition and will when they've planned to do so um but unfortunately for this 14 it was not the case
1: so for those that have gone back home what are the indications there is there anyone being uh, you know uh, uh, you know intimidated or any sort of that thing
0: um i think it's early it's early days it's early times because um it's just a few hours that they have landed but um, I just watched uh, a video on uh, the news Zimbabwe.com um, Facebook of two buses, a police car, maybe one or two police cars around and so forth. So you know if they're just you know uh, retainees, you know, I don't really see the necessity of having police cars and so forth. That in itself can be intimidating to other people. So um, we, we hope that they will be safe uh, back home. But um, anything else uh, beyond that, we do not know.
1: Going forward, what is going to happen to some of those that are supposed to be quoted? And we are told they were supposed to be 150, 150 in total. So what's going on now?
0: So the agreement between the two countries is that every month, um, is it the figure, it should be either 150 or 100 every month, starting with, with uh, people who have been convicted of crimes in the United Kingdom and then ultimately coming to people that have um, breached immigration rules who are not criminals necessarily but who do not have a legal stay in the United Kingdom those people as well um, are going to be removed eventually so um, it's going to be a monthly event for people that are in the United Kingdom um, and we understand that for those who have gone home after they've been um, uh, put in isolation. Uh, some are saying that they might be given uh, some, some some cash to, to, to start up there, but um, that again is not confirmed. What we advise people who are still in the United Kingdom is for them yeah. to prepare their cases. If they've got nothing pending, they need to make applications, strong applications, challenge the Home Office, and um, if it need be, go to court.
1: So all this is happening at a time when uh, some people are supposed to be deported. Do they have any source of in- income, you know, in terms of uh, you guys uh, representing them?
0: Um, the, if someone is, um, does not have legal state to, to, to remain in the United Kingdom, um since 2012 or before they cannot work they cannot rent a house they cannot open a bank account they cannot drive they cannot access the nhs or medical facilities effectively uh, the law is to make them destitute so that they will leave the country so they do not have anything most of them that then uh, forces people some people to work um using false names or false alibis or other then uh you know um made to work for peanuts by other people they um you know made to work um uh, illegally uh not g- not having any rights at all so most of them might not have anything that they've gathered over the years that if they've been here uh they will be broke and poor and um um you know in a destitute situation so it's an un- it's unfortunate that uh, they've gone that way. Some might not have built themselves uh, back home. Uh, some, they might have whatever they left 20 years ago is what is there, or maybe it has been destroyed over the years.
1: And the Zimbabwean government is saying that they are not going to intimidate or you know do anything to these people that are going back home. Do you actually have anything to say about that?
0: we hope so that there will be nothing that will happen to the retainees. um you know um uh, that is just a, a hope that we, we we have and that is the undertaking that they've done to to the uk government and uh we hope people will be will be safe but even for those people that have been returned to zimbabwe we're we just now considering that our post they deportation is there something that can be that can happen we have had uh, in rare events and occasions where people have continued to challenge their cases and the home office has been ordered by uh, the courts to bring back some individuals from their own countries so I think it's now a time to brainstorm and reflect and see if anything like that can happen and hopefully by, the, by then uh, a resolution could have been found.
1: And the British Home Office is saying that, uh, you know, they've got all the legal rights to deport murderers, rapists, and people that break the law. Is that not the case uh, for these robots?
0: That's quite a, a, an important question that you've just asked. Every community, every country has got uh, a right to live peacefully and to protect its citizens. And uh, where someone commits an offense, then, um, especially serious offenses, then um, that is against public policy, and that is against public interest. Um, but it's a balancing exercise of where someone has committed an offense. There's a lot of factors to consider. It could be the severity of the offense. Um, it could be um, whether it's a first-time offense, a second-time uh, offense. When did that person commit the offense? Some of the cases that that were... Uh, where there is uh, young people who came to the United Kingdom, maybe may aged 10, 11, to join their parents. Unfortunately, they they now joined uh, at bad friends, and they've been convicted of say uh, drug drug cases, or maybe some people who, because of being destitute, are uh, had then to use false alibis or false documents to work, trying to to make an, a living. And then there are some people who have caught some serious offences as well. So uh, I think it's, a, it's it's the balancing exercise, it's the proportionality of public interest versus individual interest, um, rather than to group everyone with and paint them with the same brush. One can also argue that if someone has been sent to, to prison, then that is... Um, also paying back to the community or to the society because they've saved their time. And in most occasions when someone is in prison, uh, they are rehabilitated, they do certain courses um, which might help them to survive uh, post um, prison. So it's all a matter of trying to balance all those things. Not only is the issues of the convicted person important some have got families you have to consider the family you have to consider their wife or husband and the children they are going to live without one of the parents uh, because they've been deported the children are going to be affected socially mentally maybe economically and so forth so all those factors have to be taken into account
1: and your last words
0: uh, my last word to my fellow zimbabweans in the united kingdom is that uh, please as much as possible try to stay out of trouble I know that sometimes uh, you might be convicted of things that you cannot avoid um, but where you can don't commit crime and, and try to live as good citizens and for those who are in the situation uh, please seek legal help so that you can have your cases are dealt with uh, people professional people who know what they are doing and also to try to get experts to assist with your case such as country experts social workers, psychiatrists, experts, um, um, and so forth, so that your case will be strong.